Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What's happening? Are you wearing your what the fucking ear ears? How's it going? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. Welcome to it. Ricky Velez is on the show. Okay, Ricky is a New York-based comic. He came up uh, on the scene with uh, Pete Davidson. He's in Pete's movie, The King of Staten Island. He was on the nightly show with Larry Wilmore and Master of None. And now he's got his own Judd Apatow produced stand-up special on HBO. He is Judd Apatow produced. Judd Apatow is producing this guy. He's doing the uh, Judd Apatow uh, uh, graduate program in show business. He's a good guy. I didn't know him. Uh, I didn't come up with him. I didn't see him rise. I was away. I was not in the rooms of New York, you know, when he was coming up. But it, yeah, it did... It did remind me about how I came up. It did remind me about, you know, what, what I went through when I was a young comic in New York. I don't know if it was the same experience he had. He was just one of these young, shiny guys that's, you know, got his eye on the prize. But whatever the case, like, I knew I came up in New York. I came up in the hard clubs. I came up in the Boston area. I came up in the one-nighter road arena. And the great thing about talking to Ricky was it reminded me of yeah, I spent a lot of time in New York. I'm going back uh, in a few weeks to perform there. I feel a connection in New York. It's where I started, but not unlike you know anywhere else I came from or anywhere else I've come from. There's overwhelmingly bad experiences there that might you know sort of uh, taint my my excitement in general. I'm starting to realize. And also, I wrote this down the other day. I don't know if I shared it with you. I, I'm not sure. I when did I do Largo? But I'll tell you, man, I wrote something down on a post-it that said, you know, you know, when I hate myself, I hate anyone who's ever cared for me. And again, you know, there, a, a portal has opened that hasn't been opened in a while. And I am uh, clinging to the edge, clinging to the edge, people not looking for sympathy, just trying to understand out loud. That's what I do here. I try to understand out loud. But Ricky has a very, very, there's a, there is a New York frequency, you know, among humans and comics. There's a tone, man. There's a, you sort of a, yeah, street smart philosopher guy, the call it like it is guy. This guy came out of New York. He is New York. You hear New York. He lives New York. He breathes New York. And that was refreshing to me. So we'll talk to him in a second. There you go. See, I just said it. Talk. 
I guess I'll be doing a little of that. I don't know. You tell me. I also wanted to mention we've got a bunch of new merch for the holidays, including our first ever holiday sweaters, four different Christmas and Hanukkah sweaters featuring me and the cats. There's also a limited edition Hawaiian style shirt with me and Buster and Sammy all over it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I got get one of those. Also, just for the holiday season, Podswag is bundling some of our old favorites together at special prices so you can really clean up your holiday, so you can really clean up your holiday shopping for WTF fans. We'll put pictures of all the new merch on our Twitter and Instagram pages, and you can go to podswag.com slash WTF to start shopping or just click on the merch tab at WTFpod.com. I'm hammering away at comedy in a way that I've never hammered before, to be honest with you. And I start to realize, you know, I've always been a student of comedy and connected and empathic a bit with my fellow comedians, you know, and wondering why or what drives us, you know. But I I think that, and this is an observation I made about my mother's boyfriend, John, like when I saw him last, he was always very annoying to me and and too needy and and cranky and, and didn't listen. There was a lot of things. But somehow or another, because of my own grief, I realized that he had been through a a, a devastating amount of grief and, you know, he was filled with sadness and anger. And I just feel like he keeps talking. He keeps talking to not acknowledge that or to not live in that or to not sort of, you know, get stuck in the mire of that. And I'm not sure that's not what I'm doing. Like this type of rage came out of me the other day. I tapped into a, a type of rage I hadn't seen come out of me for a long time you know it comes out of me when I feel um invaded or manipulated uh or you know I make some sort of tremendous mistake or I feel misunderstood um and there's been a lot of that rage kind of bubbling up and I see it on stage and it's old style man it's old style Marin but you know obviously I have a lot more craft and I'm a lot more grounded but I do feel that as I said not long ago that, you know, I have to, how do you reckon with this shit? Like I've had this all my life, even before Lynn, I'm incapable of trusting people. I'm incapable of, of, you know, real intimacy. I mean, I'm incapable of sort of receiving love in any sort of specific personal way. I do okay with audiences because I can leave. I do okay on Instagram, I guess, but that's not real. But I don't think I've ever dealt with this stuff. It's just by virtue of, you know, surrender and, 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 and letting go that I was able to start experiencing some of this in my short relationship with Lynn Shelton. But it, was, it wasn't like some easy thing. It took years. There's some part of me in my heart that really doesn't really want to deal with anybody. I don't trust anybody. I'm incapable of it. I always feel like I'm being fucked with. And I, this shit is not fixed. It's not fixed. And look, man, I know some of you are like, suck it up, dude. You're a fucking adult. I get it, I guess. But we're all different kinds of adults. Nobody knows what the fuck goes on in anybody. To quote Sidney Pollack from Michael Clayton, people are fucking incomprehensible. People are, are multitudes. People have a lot of people inside of them. Nothing is that simple. Maybe it is for other people. I don't know. But the truth is, you know, I'm an emotional disaster. And uh, I wrestle with myself constantly. Right now, it's you know I'm, I'm going through a profoundly rough patch. And I've got to pull out from making my heart and mind available to the assault of strangers 
for good and bad. That being said, my comedy's been very good. It's very satisfying, but to, you know, to tie that all around you, is that you know I'm now one of those fucking you know heartbroken, angry, sad motherfuckers who only has comedy to some degree to work things out and to feel better and to share it. I have this, yes, but I'm just talking about my true nature, my true drive shaft, down to the core is making jokes. It's just my DNA. And now it's more important to me than ever, though I think about stopping doing it every day. That's the fucking struggle. So Ricky Velez, I watched his special. I enjoyed it. He's solid. It's on HBO. I believe it's called uh, Here's Everything. It's new. It's uh, produced by Judd Apatow. And I, I enjoyed talking to him. This is me talking to Ricky Vol. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts. So this is it. How long have you been out here? I've been out here four days. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This is the big push for the HBO special? Yeah, I, I decided to come out and do the stuff yeah. uh, that you need to do. Um, yeah, well, that's uh, that's responsible of you. Yeah. Well, it seems like you got a lot of momentum behind you. A lot of people are doing a lot of awesome stuff for me. Yeah? I feel good about it, yeah. But uh, I watched it, I watched the special last night. It was funny. Where did you Thank shoot you. that thing? Uh, Brooklyn Steel. Oh, oh, I heard of that place. Yeah. That's, music uh, venue. It's a music venue for the guy from LCD Sound System. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep, yep, I've yep. never been there. It's really cool. And who shot it? Did Judd? How much did Judd have to do with it? A lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, but Michael Bonfaglio. Yeah. And when you, uh, when you, did you decide on the music and everything? Yeah. And that, all that? Yeah. Because that's sort of a, like, a, like at the beginning, it was one of those specials like, no, this is serious. <laughs> <laughs> and that was your kid at the end of the special, jumping yeah. around playing guitar. Was that your idea? Uh, I just brought them in and they, they were doing test it. shots and yeah Bonfiglio <laughs> just was like roll tape and then me and my wife were on stage with him it was that really was, cool that was cute thank you it's like he's oh a, see if, if you're wondering whether he's a fucking human look he look at he's has the kid he really has a kid he's a person dude that's my guy right there I love I Leo know. he's the I, best that's, that's his name Leo yeah he was swimming today yeah yeah out here no we got him in swim class in New York City oh yeah yeah now you're okay so let me I can't like I seem to have missed your entire uh, like there seems to be a generation of comics whose <laughs> who's, uh, adolescence I missed entirely in New York. Uh, and I don't know, like, you know, obviously you know what you're doing. I to mean, a point. It's, it's, well, it's been a while, right? Well, I don't do this. Like, I don't podcast or anything. No, I know, but you're a stand-up, and, I, and I've yeah. never seen you before, and I always, for some reason, 
when somebody has a profile, I always think like, how the fuck am I missing this? But I, I mean, unless I was in New York, I wouldn't have seen you. Yeah, no, right? I, we were once like close to each other at the cellar, and that was that. On, I didn't even come, I didn't even come say hi. No, really? you were just hanging out. Really? Yeah. But uh, you grew up in where? Queens, Queens Village. See, I, I don't know where that is. I live in Astoria. Okay, so Queens Village further is out, like further you. out. We're surrounded by like. Uh, so wait, Springfield Gardens. Qu- okay, so you're on the train. So you're on the you'd be on the R train. No, no. F last stop. Oh, plus okay. a bus. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Jesus. So it's way out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the R train doesn't even go out there. The R train's gone now. I think. Is it? Yeah. I used to take the N to 30th Avenue, Astoria. Yeah, R's gone. I think. And it's not something else. Yeah, I think the it's no like the a... V is gone. The R is still there. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't. So you don't even take that. You got to take it from Union Square somewhere. Who I from the city? From the city, I was so I was in the uptown clubs for a while. Yeah, so I would just like take the F from like Midtown. I would okay, just walk right to Midtown usually, and then it goes all the way over, way out there, all the way out. The one seventy nine Street, last stop. So is that like it's almost Long Island? How's it work? I am two towns out of Long Island, but I'm also backed up against Hollis and yeah. I'm, uh, and uh, and uh, Jamaica. Huh. I don't I, like it's one of those areas where it's like you hear about it. It's a mythic area to me, mythological. Yeah, Does it no, exist? people What's don't happening even, out there. People, nothing, nothing, <laughs> and it's crazy. Like I was trying to, I googled like famous people from like. There's nobody. Like it's crazy. You're it. Yeah, no, they won't even list me on the Wikipedia. It's Wait, bullshit. <laughs> give it time, man. They're gonna have to give you a key to the fucking city. Well, I'm gonna have to fucking just edit it on Wikipedia. But what? So, like, what is out there though? I mean, is it what kind of neighborhood is it? It's um, it's it's very diverse. It's yeah. great. Like I all the queens, like, right? All the queens. Well, it's the most diverse borough. Yeah. And uh, my neighbor Filipino next door, uh, Pakistani. Then I got uh, Cubans across the street. You grew up with these guys. Yeah. The whole life, but yo, that's you, why I didn't understand racism when it got like hot again. Really, when it was yeah, it well, I was popular? just like, yo, you hate somebody because you <laughs> fucking hate them. You don't hate them because of who, like, what well, I their think that's true situation and, is. And I think that New York is like one of the only places where. You know, it really, it really is like a melting pot, and it really—you don't really. There's some committed racists out there on the island, and you know, people you know who are oh, yeah. aggravated. Yeah, yeah. But but in the city itself, you you know, there was a lot of tolerance, and people just kind of moved through it with each other. And I, I always noticed that. I never got a sense that there was like a a, secu- a separation. Yeah, my mom was Irish. My dad Puerto Rican. So Irish, like, Irish, Irish, Irish. Like Irish talk with the Irish accent. Irish. Uh, no, 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 no. Right. But um. Like uh, four girls, one boy, All raised right. by her Catholic. father, Catholic. Um, ran the CCD program, alcoholic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I you know, we kind of touch on that. In this yeah, special. a little bit. I didn't just pull that up. I know, ass. but yeah, that would have yeah. been tight. <laughs> been well, like oh, Mark knows everything. No, it would have been almost racist, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Irish got to be a <laughs> fucking drunk, right? Yeah, that, that 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 stuff ran 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 far in my family. But uh, like, how many kids uh, in your family? How many brothers and sisters? Uh, uh, we're three boys. Three guys. Yeah, I'm middle. You're middle. And what's the other ones doing? Uh, one is a graphic artist. The yeah. other one is in IT and a DJ. Really? Yeah. So you're all in sort of the arts. Yeah. Huh. And now, like our parents weren't any of that. No. No. When you were growing up, like, what was the uh, what were your parents doing? Uh, my mom worked for Canon, the camera company. Yeah. And my uh, as a, an executive assistant, and my dad was a carpet layer, like he laid carpet. Yeah. And then uh, he had his own business, and he was doing really well for a while. Yeah. And then that like came out from underneath him, and he just joined the union. As a carpet guy. Yeah. No. Well, he does flooring. Flooring. Yeah. Union flooring guy. Yeah. He's still around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it sounds so excited. I mean, uh, not not in my life, but he's out there. <laughs> really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, but your mom's gone. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
when what was the situation like because uh, i mean you allude to it in the special and that's all i have to go on because you don't you don't seem to have your own wiki yet you gotta yeah get, no you it get, got taken away because i got trolled so bad like really? yeah i got into some shit with bill nye the science guy early on in my career and i got like docs so bad that they won't let me have a wikipedia wait a minute <laughs> How do you get into something with Bill Nye? I was on the Nightly Show. It's so annoying. I, I, I Dude, I was on the Nightly Show. He came on what about- is the what is Nightly Show? Larry Wilmore Show. Oh, right. Oh, that's right. So I was a correspondent. Right. Oh, okay. So that's- See, like you- So you had a thing. You did a thing. You I've done court. things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Larry was the first one to get eyes on me. Right. And he put me on a show and I basically would like just say wild shit. Yeah. And, uh, but Bill Nye came on and he was like, there's water on Mars. And I yeah. was like, yo, listen, man, like there's not like- Trump's first in the polls yeah. and ISIS is killing the game. Fuck Mars, I can't get excited about Earth. Right. And they took it as me being a science denier and doxed my family and everybody else. Really? Yeah, it was wild. Who's they? Just Reddit. They- I was on the front page of Reddit for three days. Saying that this guy's anti-science? Just basically that. I was bullying Bill Nye the Science Guy. So you got you got a a, a nerd pile on. It was wild, but 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 at opening least... for Chappelle at the same time. So this docs thing. So what were what what? How does that kind of play out? What were they basically doing? It just like you, I just went quiet for a while. Well, were they threatening you? They got my parent parents' phone number and they posted it, and then they were just like calling oh, them nonstop, like shit like that. To was say happening. what? Um, my favorite rule one was the uh, my mom didn't find this funny, but I did was uh. A guy goes, what color are your walls? And my mom's like, what? And they go, we want to know what color paint chips Ricky ate as a kid. Oh, yeah, And good. I was like, this guy was creative, at least with his fucking hate. We <laughs> see a good joke. <laughs> nice little turn of phrase he wrote that. there. Yeah. He had that planned. So when you're growing up out there, I mean, it, it, do you... Uh, I mean, were you one of these people? Because it seems like the way you talk about it, that I mean, were you? Was it either going to be criminality or, or comedy, or what was going on when you? Were- it was. Uh, it was. You know, I, I liked trouble. I liked getting in trouble. I, I was never allowed to sleep outside my house until I was over 18 years you old. You wanted to sleep in the street? No, my, my parents <laughs> wouldn't let me sleep at people's house because she knows that my mom knew I would just take off. Like, like that's like who I was. Like you, you'd be gone? I wasn't allowed to drive a car until I was over 21. Wait, well, how, when did this start, this problem? I mean, when did they start to realize like- this Junior is, high? This kid's the problem. The or, minute I was able to get out of their eyesight. Really? Yeah. Was it because uh, you didn't want to be at home? I don't know. I mean, there's trouble in my family. Like, it might just be in my genes. Well, what about your bros? I mean, were they- My older brother, really smart, hardworking, and great baseball but player. But did he split? Uh, he could have went and played- uh, did... But I mean, like, was he a problem kid? Too? No, mom knew he was good. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Younger that? one, wilder than me. Oh, really? Yeah, but in different ways. Yeah? Yeah. What's his trip? Uh, he just, he's in that techno DJ world, man. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. So, a lot of dancing. Ooh, there's a lot of dancing. A lot of dancing and, and concoctions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, how much of, um, like I, I, it's weird because there's like, there is a New York kind of sensibility, right? Yeah. And I mean, you kind of, and you, you embody it. And, you, it, it and there's some other comics that do as well. And there's just a whole tone to Real New York native. It doesn't matter what borough it is, but you know it's kind of like a, a you know a, a simple aggravation that's uh, fueled by uh, intelligence. <laughs> you know, like there, I appreciate there's that. There's like a, a street smart element to it, but you know, but you obviously you you know you put things together. But there is a disposition. Uh, it's not even a callousness. There's just a, a sort of like what. You know, there's a disposition and and you sort of have it because you grew up there. And I don't I don't know exactly know where it comes from, but I know what it is. So when you're when you're uh, in a in the situation you're in at home, you just 
take to like you know I, I this is not I'm going to live on the streets in a way I wasn't allowed to live on the street no I know but I mean but you were informed by you know that world right like you know you're, you're dealing with whatever you're dealing with at home and you still got to go to school in New York City right yeah so you know you're, you're getting this education but when did you finally tell them to, to go fuck themselves well, I, 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 my parents were either like, you're doing this or you're doing that. Like, go to college or join the military. And, uh, really? Join yeah, the military? I tried. You tried to join the military? It didn't go well. No. I, uh, How I, old were you? Uh, I left college. I was 19. That's when he tried it was to right join before the I started at comedy. But what starts going on in junior high? What do you? How are you fucking up? Did you get busted? Um, so my parents lied about our address so I can go to a better school. Yeah, so I did that. Too. Yeah, not so, a better one, just where my friends were. So now I was going to like the nicer school, and yeah. then I like I was a town away. I was able to get away with more. I had to take the bus, so I had responsibility that I can. Yeah. Cheat on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So like things like that would happen. I would yeah. And then once I got into high school, I started going to Long Island City every day. Yeah. And then that's like they had no eyes on me and I What was, the hell's in Long Island City? I went to that Frank Sinatra School of the Arts. Oh, okay. All now right, that right. it's in Astoria now. Really? Yeah. I never heard of this. Yeah. But what about all the stuff that's going on at home, like in, in what you talk about yeah. on on the special? I mean, when did you start realizing that you were in this uh this chaotic you know, anger, booze-driven. Years later, you didn't really. Register I thought it was very normal. I thought a lot of this stuff was normal. I actually didn't realize, like, I didn't realize your parents could be wrong until like my mom was already gone. Really? Yeah, I kind of just believed everything my parents said for a long well, time. Well, what was going on in the house when you were kids? I mean, dad, big guy, um, full Puerto Rican, full Puerto Rican from the South Bronx. Yeah, um, tough guy. Yeah, really tough guy. Um, and he and, had uh, anger problems. He had emotional problems. Now that I look at it, I think he had depression. Mm. Um, I have depression. That's you do? why I think, yeah, really bad manic. Really? Yeah, the first half of my day is like trying to figure out uh, how to like get myself together and but you're stop like thinking a, you like so a, negatively. A bipolar guy? No, 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 That's no, good. no, no, no. I've but been... you just uh, like what you wake up and you're like. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, and your head's spinning, and you're trying to make like you, you're, you're Can't making get out of a bed or what? Yeah, or, but but you do have mania too. Yeah, that comes later in the day or when? It just it, it can unravel. You can say something wrong to me in this interview, and I'll fucking go spin about it for the next twenty four hours. <laughs> well, I, I well that, that's sad because like you'll figure out something to do that about anyway. <laughs> like you'll leave here no matter what happens and be like, oh fuck. Uh, right. Possibly. No, I won't do that. Okay. I won't do that. Well, that's good. Yeah. So you, you've got a, a little bit of a handle on it. But do you think, I guess the question is, with that kind of disposition, do you think that that's like, you know, in you that it's a, a like a biological thing or just because- I think that's biological. I think that's biological, but there is also like, once again, like being physical with your kids and uh, threatening them. And, but was it a situation where you never knew what the fuck you were going to get? We basically knew what the night was going to be like once dad pulled in the driveway. Just by his tone? or By just his tone, he... who if he came in and said hi. Yeah. Um, All yeah. three of you just sitting there like panicked. And your mother. There was an anxiety in there, yeah. And my mom, like, like, yeah, she she tried to just keep everything good, and that's what she did for a really long time. She just kept everything good and like kind of blocked us the from buffer. who he was and what he does. And it was just, it was really tough when she passed because I had to learn all of it really fast. That's isn't it odd? I mean, as you get older, when you realize, you wonder like, why the hell did people stay with each other? I guess it was for you guys. Uh, I think it was money. Oh yeah, I think it was money. Yeah, we didn't come from it, so I mean, or have it around. I think, I think there was a lot of it that was just like, this is what it is, and I got to take care of my kids. So you're from early, my mom's right. angle. 
So your earliest memories were just of him just being scary generally? I always feared my father. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you always do. I kind of did too. And it was because he was erratic. There was no, you know, it was not like comforting when they were around. It even like, yeah, there, there, but that's the weirdest thing that at times there was that. Yeah. Where it would be like this big monstrous guy and he can do anything as he please. And then next thing you know, he would ask you to uh, like sit with you and put his arm around you. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. So, yeah. Mixed messages and fucked up. Yeah. But he was a fun guy sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. But then, yeah, it just, um, it, it deteriorated. It actually, it was getting better right before but mom it, died. Do you think it was, what was it? Once I moved out, me and him got along again. Oh, really? And yeah. Huh. Do you think it was, what was it fueled by? Was it uh, just a, a depression or was it, was he a boozy I think he guy? hated his life. Oh. I think he was really upset with his situation. So shame, I, you think? Mm, I don't know. Mm. Because he was doing better than a lot of his family. He right. did a lot better than a lot of his family. And um, Do you have a big uh, Puerto Rican side? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> you ever see a fight at a funeral? <laughs> I have. <laughs> a lot of cousins uh yeah yeah that, I, I find it funny because they have to tell me that we're cousins so i'm right, like yeah, oh, yeah. you usually don't have to say that yeah, but, <laughs> so, but do you have uh do you are there a lot of like you have grandparents alive or anything mm -hmm. like that no everyone's gone no there's been a lot of death in my family yeah incredible since i was like 12 years old was the first time i no before yeah around that time i lost my first aunt oh really breast cancer it oh, ravaged yeah. my family pretty bad really yeah on my mom's side oh my god but so and that's not what took my mom, which was terrible. What was it? My mom just had a heart attack out of nowhere. Valentine's Day. Oh, 2016. Uh, 55. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, buddy. No, it's fine. Yeah. But like when you, when, when we were, so you think that his, just, he just didn't like that his place in life and, and it frustrated him. So he took it out on everybody else. I don't know what it was. I uh, I just think I know for a fact like his parents were really terrible to him. Yeah. Um, and that definitely put a lot of strain on him as he got older. But you didn't. Uh, you you don't feel. Uh, you don't have any closure with the guy. I don't. I, I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> you, you I've, I've, I've 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 thought about it. I've played the pros and cons of him being in his, my my son's life, and it's just not worth it. Oh man. Well, my, well, no, I my my brother had to delegate, de deliberate that too with my dad, like you know deciding, like this is only the second time I've really heard about it, where where you're like you know what the guy is, you know who he is, and there's part of you that must say like you know well you want the kid to know his grandfather, but if they're you know if they're not going to be anything positive, then what the fuck? Why risk it? Well, it, it's not even that. I went as far as to go like, hey, I want." I called him as I was going to have a kid. Yeah. We were already estranged. And I turned to him and I was like, I want you to be in my kid's life, but we and my brothers need to go to professional help um, to figure this out. Yeah. And he took that as like therapy and things like that is not a thing like in my family. I think I'm probably the first person to ever do it. Really? Yeah. So he just took that as some sort of attack and said, fuck it. Fuck you. Yeah. My but numbers never changed. Yeah, so you, but there was a period there you said when you moved out where you did get along. Yeah, when my mom was still alive, I brought my dad and mom to JFL when I got it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What year was that? Um, I did twenty fifteen or sixteen. I okay. got Variety Top Ten. So right before she passed away. Yeah. And so, so it was her passing that fucked that destroyed that, us. 
destroyed us. I think me and my brothers is just getting back on our feet, honestly. Really? Yeah. And did they? Did your brothers have the same sort of uh, response in terms of your father? My older brother took the longest, but he's he's the most like my mom, where yeah. he will allow somebody to right. do things to him and not well, not more uh, codependent. No, not even that. He just like cares. Like I, he just couldn't. He had to keep going back and trying to make it right. 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 Um, my younger brother was living with my dad when my mom passed, and when that happened, he uh, he basically bolted got asked to leave the house really yeah my, my younger brother lost the most he lost his dog he lost his mom he lost his he lost his home like, he got asked to leave the house well my dad started dating dude like it's like crazy yeah and my younger brother was in the house for all this stuff and it was really bad and i like me and my older brother had to like jump into play and start playing parental to my younger brother who was graduating college that year oh my god so so were they together when she died yeah and that was like the best time. Like, I, I, dude, it's crazy. Like, it was my my dad's older brother stole his trumpet when he was in high school. That was gifted to him from the high school because he was the best trumpet player, yeah. and he graduated early. Yeah. And that wasn't something that happened in that town. For trumpet, like and, he graduated. Yeah, and they gift. gifted him. Yeah, his brother pawned it. Okay, I went and found that trumpet and yeah. bought it back for him. The trumpet. Yeah, and that man tells you he hates me. <laughs> he got his trumpet back. <laughs> wow. So he, did he give up the trumpet though? Once the I have no clue. I have no clue. No, but what I'm saying is like, if he was this gifted trumpet player and the trumpet disappeared, was that the end of his trumpeting? Yeah, there's not money like that to throw around for more trumpets. Right. The school's giving you a so trumpet the had a, because they know you got nothing else. He had a creative dream though, huh? I guess so. He was actually really good at like carpet, like in the way of like sure. people don't even understand like how good he was at it. Like he right. he did like Vinny Testaverde's house while we were in high school and all this stuff because he was really good at bordering and uh, like putting the borders on craftsmen. Carpet. Yeah, mm. yeah. Beyond he he built our whole house basically from the inside. Like he he like used to take rooms apart, put them back together. Was Very it one of those, good. Uh, the two story Queens houses. Yeah, uh, three. We had a basement. Oh. Oh yeah, basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it was in a row of the same kind of houses, like the ones in. I yeah, see in yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody kind of lives in sort of the same house uh, on top of each. Yeah, 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 everybody's in the same house. Yeah, yeah. different yeah. stuff on the porch or on the terrace. That's mm -hmm. how you know it's yours. Yeah, and everybody acts like theirs is fancier than the next one. It's just the same piece. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I miss Queens. I miss Queens. I, I love it. I still go back a lot. I like to go see my friends. Um, it's just really hard for me. It really is. So when did you? Uh, when did you start realizing that uh, you wanted to do the comedy? I mean, like, it was it directly related to you getting in fucking trouble all the time, or what? Um, I I went to school for acting. Um, when I went to that Frank Sinatra school after high school, though, no, or I went to, I went to college for a year to a college that closed. <laughs> wait, 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 Mark, what college is that? Dowling College in Long Island. It closed. <laughs> My college closed, what? Mark. Well, you were there? Yeah, no, no, not while I was there, <laughs> but, but afterwards. Sorry, my, everyone's <laughs> got to go home. <laughs> my, uh, my, my, my credits are deleted, though. Really? I don't know where to they're, fucking get them. The school's closed. I'm not going back. It's, it's not, too late now. Yeah, No, I know, but the, the, <laughs> you would think that there'd be some record of you doing something. You just were there a year. Yeah. And, that, and then, you took that as a sign. And You're once like, again, out of my parents' eyesight, I was I was on fire out there. What does that mean, on fire? I was driving with no license. Yeah. I was, yeah, no, we were we were living dangerous. Yeah? We, yeah, it was crazy. Like, like, like uh, what, Dr like uh, crazy, drugs, booze? Yeah. Driving around? Yeah. 
putting life on putting your life on the line there was some the things we, yeah absolutely yeah yeah and we uh, the dowling was in like this summer town you just go steal somebody's boat right so you had all the the richies coming down with their Once, stuff but then they would leave right and then we just go, go take get the, the boat go take the, fucking take the boat. boat for a spin yeah. leave it somewhere yeah ruin it not ruin it but i mean <laughs> leave it somewhere it wasn't supposed to be <laughs> never got busted though no for stealing the boat nope but uh so then left there. But you weren't the kind of guy that was like on a death trip, it doesn't sound like. No, I was just trying to have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah but stealing boats. Just, like fun. One or two. Now yeah, yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah, boats yeah. like we did this every day. Like we, we No, just, you know, in the summer. But that was like the type of town too where people would like leave their keys in their car. Right. So and you you'd just be like, a car. Yeah, a car. I can get to 7-Eleven <laughs> and then walk back. Yeah, uh, that's fun. Yeah. So when do you start... So you go to college for a year, mm -hmm. and then you what? Did you realize in college that you wanted to do stage shit or what? No, I tried to. Do, I was. I wanted to join the Coast Guard. Oh yeah, what happened with that? Yeah, um, that was the the military that yeah. idea. Yeah, so I was going to join the Coast Guard. One of my homies was, was he busting your balls about it? Not really, but I knew I just couldn't drop out of college and come home because he wouldn't take it. No, I did. That would not have been a situation. Yeah. So I was. Uh, I was. I tried to join uh, the Coast Guard. Um, yeah. I knew a kid that had from my high school. His name was Devin, and Devin like came back while I was a senior and the whole outfit and like and it's like a, it's only like a two year run, right? Yeah, yeah, it's shorter. Right. And then he was also like being like, "Yo, you can still smoke blunts, you know, when the drug test is coming." I was <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh, this is dope. Go down to Miami, smoke <laughs> blunts, and catch Cubans." Like yeah. I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. And I went to uh, I went as far as going to the medical. But it's called Meps, yeah. and it's in Brooklyn, yeah. and it's on a fort. And yeah. I went through the whole process, and then they went back through my uh, medical history, and I had seizures when I was a kid. You did? And they never figured out why. And um, they basically made me go ahead and get a CAT scan, and that's when they found, like, a spike in my brainwave, and they said that's, like, probably why I have such tough times reading. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, and this is like you're 19 when you 19, I had failed English my whole entire high school career. Everybody, they, but I, I went to high school when you can still call somebody dumb. Right. So they're just yeah. like, he's dumb. That's yeah, yeah. why. <laughs> he's got problems. What do you want? Maybe you'll find a good job where he doesn't have to read. So I was so like, once that happened, uh, my homie uh, Dylan Hall, uh, his parents owned Hall Carpets and they gave me a job. So I was laying carpet just like my dad. And that's when I started when, comedy. When you failed the, uh, the Coast Guard test. Yeah. So that's weird to find out that, you know, there's an explanation. I didn't fail the test. I failed the, uh, the physical. The medical, yeah. yeah. But sorry, man. Of no course worries. not. You, no. you nailed the other. <laughs> <laughs> the physical stuff, all the other stuff, man, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Had no control over what he failed. Dude, the military gave me a CAT scan. Yeah. But but how, with, how'd that make you feel, though, after like being who you were for so many years and then there's an explanation for it? Um, but it's not like it's not a chronic condition. It's just a thing. It's just a yeah, a thing, a glitch, I guess. And that's what caused your dyslexia. That's what they're saying, huh? How does a dyslexia manifest itself? You can't focus, or you can't put words together. Um, both. Oh. And then like some like my writing, like I'll think I wrote something, and it's completely not that. <laughs> is that is that how you got the act? Somewhat. <laughs> I'm gonna go spin about that after this. <laughs> that was amazing. I thought I was writing something else. It came out okay. No, it's a good. No, thing. I don't write like that. No, no, me neither. Really? Yeah, I don't write. Oh, I would take you as a writer. 
No, I work it all out on stage. That's awesome. Yeah, don't you? Yep. Is that what you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can tell. Like, there's a, when you do long form stuff, you know, you just kind of keep running it until it falls into place. That's always been the way I do it. So, I'll write down ideas, words, mm-hmm. a list, you know, things that aren't funny, <laughs> but I want to remember. And then you just, the only problem with working like that is you forget a lot of good shit. Yeah, you miss those small tags that like hit in certain places. And I hate watching myself too. So. Me too. I'll record myself all the time. I, like I've been <laughs> on the road for months now putting this hour together. I haven't listened to one. I must yeah. have you know, 60, fucking, <laughs> 60 fucking sets. And I'm like, that's a good one. I don't make a note like this part of this set was good. That's all we would have to do, man. Like yeah. this one. Remember Friday night in Seattle because this bit worked good. Just make that note. No. <laughs> no. I didn't listen to any of it. Yeah, same here. And then I got to do town hall you know, next month, and I, that's going to be great. Yeah, I. I, I what a room! Is, yeah, I've never, I, I haven't done it. It's the coolest. Are you doing it for the festival? Yeah, I've awesome. done. I did the. It's like I'm downsizing because I like it better. I did Carnegie, and I've done the Beacon, and I wanted to do town hall primarily because, like, I don't know, I don't need, I don't need that many. I like it. You know, fifteen hundred is enough. I think, is I, that what town hall is? Well, maybe a little, little more. Yeah, maybe a little more, like sixteen, seventeen. What's bigger, Carnegie or Beacon? Yeah. They're about the same. I okay. think Carnegie's like 24, 25. Oh, I think wow. the Beacon's like so 22-ish. Yeah, but I but like it starts to get too big to me. Yeah. For me, because I, I like to have that- You don't have ever have like the garden dream? No, no, I don't. Really? No. Oh. See, I, I definitely, yeah, I, I've talked to, who else? I was talking to uh, Hassan Minaj. You know, there, there's definitely a, a type of mindset around comedy that <laughs> I do not have. And like what? The, the garden dream. Okay. I do not have that. You know, for me- like a nice theater, reasonable size, where I can still get, you know, where I don't have to change my pace or feel like I'm leading a rally <laughs> is really where I'm at. You know, like I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what I'd tell an entire garden. I mean, I did the Oddball Festival, and that's like 23,000. Yeah. But then all you're doing, it's literally you're just sort of like, I want to experience this. I don't want to do this every night because then you, when you do a, a, like 23,000 people, you got to figure out which joke lands hard and is short. So I can, you know, I could kind of go bing, ka bing. There you go. Wait five minutes for 20,000 people <laughs> to stop clapping. Yeah, or whatever. And then move on to the next thing. It's, it's something I, you know, I like knowing that I can do, but it's not my dream. Okay. There you go. Do you understand? I See do. What you did? You I got do. Me I do. Up. No. So I'm... tell me about this <laughs> this quest for power that you have. Then you want the garden. I just need control, Mark. It's all it? about control. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what happens when you grow up in insanity. <laughs> You're just trying to yeah. get <laughs> manage. Yeah, I need twenty three thousand people to like me because one man didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the world, man. That's how it all starts. Yeah. Both for good and bad. That's interesting. I don't know if I ever thought about it like that before. Because I know a lot of dudes, a lot of guys in comedy that had absent fathers, shitty fathers, whatever it is. But the father thing, you know, the, that approval and that love or that not forthcoming, that leads to a lot of uh, good and bad things. Yeah. 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 You seek it through other people, too. Yeah, I grew up like that. Yeah, just because my dad was nuts and a little detached. You just, you're like, oh, this guy seems like he'd be a good dad. <laughs> you had a few of those? I have my best friend's dad was like around a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, 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 Did yeah. you ever have that uh, that horrible conversation where, why can't you be more like so-and-so's dad? No, I get uh, punched in the mouth. Yeah, we had a... <laughs> 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 we had one of those. No punching, just a whole family of crying people. Like, wow. Yeah, they but, and also, well, why don't you go move in there? Go live with them. Oh, that was my favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, and if you go to jail, I'm not 
take getting you out. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, we were told that a lot. Me. Oh, really? Yeah. That was the big lesson? Mm-hmm. So what'd your, what'd your friend's dad do? Uh, he owned the carpet company that I ended up working for. Oh, really? Yeah, and he so also, he... like, he also, like, was... Did my you... best friend was at my acting school with me, but we also played baseball. And, but you knew uh, him when you were a kid? Yeah. Oh. Did your dad work for him? Yeah. Oh, wow. At one point, yeah. So it's all tight. Yeah. Together. Yeah. So when you start going to uh, this uh, Frank Sinatra school, I'm sorry, but... Yeah. I, I never heard of it, and I'd like to know more about the Frank Sinatra school. Uh, f- Tony Bennett started it. Uh, Seinfeld spoke at our first graduation. Like it was really cool. I got to like meet like very famous people and workshop with them. It was a really crazy experience. And you, you started there when you were eighteen, nineteen. I went there when I was thirteen. Oh, so this is that's a, a high school. Oh, this was the half high school. the day was high school, half the day was acting. Oh and, no shit. Yeah. So. What was the curriculum then? So you'd spend, you'd do the math and the whatever in the morning and then just go over to Long Island City and do that? No, we would, we would do it in the same place. Oh. Yeah, it's all connected in one school oh, and so you do your daytime schoolwork. So that was then, your high school. Yeah, and, and the other half of your day was just learning about the arts and I had failed English so many times by the uh, junior year. Yeah. I had to be taken out of the arts program so I only went for school basically. Huh. My parents didn't want me to relocate to our, 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 our uh, local school so i stayed at sinatra so but what happened when he got taken out of the arts wasn't that what you were there for yeah i just i i i had to figure out um how to graduate on time oh but wait but but what were the like what were you were you doing theater and stuff yeah that's all i did uh everybody went for one one subject okay and i went for theater and and it became an obstacle to not be able to read the scripts and shit or what? Or yeah, what? I have a really bad time with memorization and stuff like that. But yeah. you knew you liked being on stage. I love being on stage. Uh, uh, yeah. And who uh, who'd you get to work with like there? Awesome people. Like, um, they come in and like was it like was it a situation like they were doing charity or yeah, like, uh, not even but like Billy Joel and uh, B- Billy Joel and uh, Tony Bennett put out an album together while I was in school and we used to like go with them to Good Morning America to like help promote the CD and whatnot. Oh, really? They'd be like the kids from Frank's and I just school the arts <laughs> and then we'd go fucking skip and smoke weed in Central Park, man. <laughs> I was like jaded by it by the time I left. Yeah. Kevin Spacey spoke at my high school graduation. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the old Kevin Spacey. Yeah, the one we liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, not the new one. That would be we, weird. Before we knew the truth <laughs> of uh, of the Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Bruce Willis. They've always had awesome names come in and, and and speak at the school. And did you get to meet Tony Bennett? Yeah, he was around a lot. Yeah, he was around a lot. Nice guy. His wife was my teacher. Oh, really? Yes. Good guy. Great guy. How could that guy not be a great guy? So nice. So yeah. charming. Yeah. Everything about him was incredible. Now Billy Joel seems a little rough. Um, he wasn't really around us too uh, much. Yeah, yeah, like he would just use Seems us. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw the kids out there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Willis and Seinfeld gra- was there. Yeah, we. I, um, Lady Gaga. After I graduated, her and uh, her and Tony would do a bunch for the school. Really? Yeah. She kind of fascinates me. She. I, I know what I love about her. What? I can see her yeah. wa- and not know it's her. Like yeah. I don't know what she looks like. Right. Yeah. I have no clue what Lady Gaga looks like. Yeah. Yeah. But I. I think she's so cool. I do too. Yeah. You know, I, I there's certain women that you know, performers where, I, like, I don't listen to her music regularly, but I'm very impressed with them. Like Adele. I don't know. I just uh, I decided the other day that I love Adele. Oh, like, you're a Adele fan now. Well, I just gonna. I. I don't know. I have one record, but I like. There's something about her presence. And, okay. her, and the way she carries herself publicly, I'm sort of like, all right, I'm on board. <laughs> I'm yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, like, like that's unique. Yeah, join the rest of the fucking world. <laughs> so when do you first do like actual stand-up? Uh, 19 and bring her, bring her show at oh. New York Comedy Club. Oof, yeah. Yeah. 
But I wrote a set when I was really young. Like I physically wrote it. Um, It was on like a yellow piece of paper. I was really young because I remember my mom found it and she's like, what is this? And I wanted to take one of the jokes was about not being banged by Michael Jackson. Okay. (laughs) Like I was maybe like 13, 14. What did you, did you, had you just watched? I used to do, I used to come home and my older brother would, uh, Love the Daily Show, and we would just watch the half hours until the Daily Show come on came oh, on, on the from, from the Central night before. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Because we'd be home until our parents were done with work by right. ourselves. So we'd just sit there and watch Comedy Central, watch uh, all the half hours. So that's why, dude, yeah. Nick Griffin. Yeah, oof, I can do that half hour back to back to and, him of yeah, all people. I loved his half hour. He's, he was he was great. Um, yeah, he's all still those. around, isn't he? I, I I see Nick all the time. I yeah. love Nick. Yeah, it, that's good. It's nice that uh, Nick Griffin's got a diehard fan. No, are you kidding me? He's one of the best writers in New York City. Yeah, I mean, he's always been there, man. I mean, he's like from my group, I think, probably. Yeah. And uh, he's, I think he's a little underappreciated, so I'm sure he no, would, he's the man. Love hearing that. Is there a group of people that think Nick Griffin's the man? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> all the young guys love Nick. He's that's, always been a gentleman. He's always nice, and he kills. Yeah. That's, and he's got that, got that one tone, mm-hmm. doesn't shift. All jokes, right? <laughs> Pulling on his hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember I interviewed him years ago. I, I know. I've I've watched. Uh, you heard uh, that? Yeah, you yeah, heard that, that one. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, <laughs> it's a dark one. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a dark one. He's a dark guy. But so, but you're writing. Well, you must have been really committed to it because you don't like to write. Yeah. So you wrote. You wrote it out. Like this weird thing when I was young. Yeah, I had this. Set Thirteen or fourteen years old. Yeah. And you're watching the half hours, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know, I could. Some part of you thought you could do it, and then it took me another like. That's five how you years. got. That's how. That's how Judd was sort of like. I like this guy. He's one. Of, he loves any anyone who stayed at home after school with no parents and watched comedy. That's his guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, that's his life. Yeah, you know. No, there's there's crazy. Me and Judd relate in weird ways. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of it. Well, I mean, yeah, I I can I could definitely see that. So. But you don't do it in at the theater school. You don't try stand up there. No, that that is what, what we were not learning stuff like that. The closest thing we got to do there to that was yeah. improv, and I was dirty at improv. I was awesome. That was my favorite thing to do. Oh yeah. But then like we had to take breathing classes, and we had to take like speech classes, and all this theater shit that like I got so jaded to, and I was so immature at that time to even learn anything like that. By the time I left the school, I was like, fuck this. I'm never doing it again. Yeah, but I think some of it set in. I think some of it stuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, you do have a certain composure that, you know, is antithetical to uh, to the streets you come from. I mean, maybe you just learned that. But it's you, you, you do seem to have gotten some humility and some smarts along the way. It came very, it came, the humility and the rest of that came uh, after my mom died. Right. Because I was untouchable before that. Really? You just like, fuck you? Well, not even that. My mom was hyping me up, too. Oh, really? Oh, she was my number one fan. Yeah? Yeah. She don't take shit from nobody. Like, yeah. Tough oh, yeah? One. I didn't get new faces. Yeah. Um, And my mom, like, wrote a whole fucking, like, Facebook thing, like, cursing out Jeff Singer. Like, no joke. Like, yeah, we, like, and she was like, you're going to get Variety Top 10. And then when I did, I brought my mom to Montreal. That's that's insane. So, wait, so all this My time... mom used to beg to be my manager. Really? Yeah. It, it, but you didn't take her up on no, it. No, no shot. Yeah. But so from the from the get-go when you wanted to do art, your, your father was probably like, what the fuck's this kid doing? But your mom was into it? Well, my brother was an incredible baseball player. Yeah. And uh, it was just, um, you know, the second kid's now doing theater. Yeah. 
Right. So it did feel a certain way. Did he, did he, was he like, did he bully you? No. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Like you're like, I would say, yeah. Well, uh, you weren't like, he couldn't call you a pussy really, right? Yeah, you were, good. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you seem like you're a scrappy guy. Uh, yeah, I'll scrap. But yeah. at the same time, like I, dad, um, yeah. like, yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> My dad was the toughest man in the world. He right, was the right. biggest guy. He was, right. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, in a way, he was a bully. Yeah, yeah. And so, his biggest thing was he hates bullies and liars. And he a bully and a liar. Yeah, it's the way it goes, man. Right? As he put it out on the other person. That ain't me. It's so transparent, though, isn't it? It's weird. <laughs> I mean, I, I, when they do that, it's, it's like, but it's you. I've had you got to own that shit in yourself at some point. If you got absolutely. It in you. I mean, you must have at some point realized, like, oh fuck. I'm, when you, I'm, I'm when you turn it into him, yeah. yeah, and I was doing that in comedy. I was doing that in comedy. Oh yeah, I was very aggressive on stage or off. Both. Oh yeah, yeah. When you started, I looked at it as a competition. If yeah. me and you were on a show, I didn't want anybody to know your name when I got off stage. Yeah, it was just a, like yeah. you're gonna crush, gonna erase uh, that guy. Yep. Yeah. See, I, I had I, that I, mindset for a long time. Like I don't know that I was ever like that. I was more. Uh, I was more the guy going like, "No, oh, fuck." What am I going to do after this shit? You know, this guy's like, oh man, they're not going to like me. Like I was so self-involved. It was never a competition. Always a competition. No, I was always in my own competition. And I think Larry uh, Wilmore helped me with that a lot where I realized there's enough room for everybody. Yeah, I, I kind of, I realized that too, but I was never sure that there was a, you know, that there was necessarily enough room for me, but it wasn't something I was fighting for. I was just trying to stay, like I was always- You didn't think you were even in the room. No, I, I did, but like I always thought, felt like, uh, I was always like hard on myself. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like, you know, fuck, you know, I'd say fuck that guy, fuck this guy. Yeah. But ultimately I was just like, how am I going to get out from under me beating the shit out of myself to fucking wow. do that? You were that aware? Yeah, kind of. That you were doing that to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to- That's just, impressive. Well, it took a while to realize, like, I'm just setting myself up to fail. If you think How old it, are you when this is happening? Oh, who the fuck knows? I didn't get okay. really comfortable on, on stage until I was in my 40s. Like, I was pretending the whole time. Mm -hmm. But there was that, that, that idea of, like, I'm gonna, this is going to suck. You know, if, to this day, if a comic gets on who went on before me and walks up and goes, they're a great crowd, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, I never, I never take that as meaning <laughs> for me. Yeah. Like in my mind, it's like it's a great crowd for you. I'm a different animal. We'll see what happens out there. And it's almost like watch me fuck it up. My favorite thing to say is we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll how see. This goes. <laughs> but you, but so when you do, how was the first show? Who were who was around? What was uh, bringers? Right, Bring but, but did you have comic friends? I mean, you just decided to go do it. Yeah, go do it. And you just I, my friends thought I was fucking crazy, man. Because all my friends at this point are in college. I'm in a college that's now closing. Right. Uh, I I have left a club that had yeah. been, one of my best friends to this day. Like had to take time away from me because he really just thought I was losing my goddamn mind. Really? And yeah, he thought I was just going down the wrong path with the comedy. Yeah. But your mom was always into it. Yeah, but she really wanted me to act. Oh, okay. Yeah. But she saw a way through. I mean, like, that, it kind of leads to that. I think yeah. stand-up, the, the thing about stand-up that opened her eyes to it and whatnot yeah. was how accessible, like, these comics were. These oh, yeah. famous people. Sure. Like, they're very accessible in this yeah. game. Yeah, so, oh, like, they're around and, yep. you know, you're, you're you know, in the same room as them. And, and she's do... coming to Bringers and, like, Oh, she, she is? Yeah. And she really, oh, she's Yeah, like she's coming to Bringers and she's- mom, And huh? they're sprinkling, like, uh, oh, pros great. in. Yeah. Pros in. So now she's like, oh, oh. 
I know that guy. That guy was in a commercial. Ricky, he could be in a commercial. <laughs> like, they're just so, like, but <laughs> didn't understand, like, yeah, yeah, how yeah. it played. But, yeah. Like, I saw that guy in a local lotto commercial. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, everything felt, like, so close. Yeah. So, um, I was so competitive about but like getting what, anything. So, what were you doing? Just tight jokes? Just sl- slammers? Like, you know, like, you know, shock value or what? Or just like- uh, I tell stories. I like oh, telling- It was all stories? Yeah, yeah, Always yeah. stories? Um, yes and no. Yeah. Um, a lot of it- Because that's it a very just... specific thing, you know? Like, you know, even with- Like, I think, you know, when you look at somebody like Nick, you know, you learn how to- you know, That everything needs to punch- but like, if you're a storyteller, you can't get out from under that, and there's a risk to storytelling, you yeah. know, because you know you could be ten minutes in and be like, this, ain't gonna... <laughs> this is not working right now. This this didn't this worked better in Atlanta. And you can't eject. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm gonna have to ride this out. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. No. I, I think the most important thing that happened to me was I started working at a comedy club, and working at a comedy club, Which I one? made it a Broadway comedy club on Fifty oh Third Street. Yep. And on the, uh, yep, the Al Martin. Yep, and I worked there for uh, I worked there for three years. The one and, in the basement. Yep, and that, that echoey. Dude, shitty I room? painted the ceiling of that basement. That sh- I was... used to do the most odd jobs for that man. You have no clue. Well, he uh, was one of those guys. You yeah, know, if you worked for Al Martin, you could be driving or yeah, you or could be cooking the thing or <laughs> his trying dentist to is doing fifteen minutes. Deal with that guy, that weird dude <laughs> Steve, who worked at uh, Aaron's. Yeah, is that the guy? Yeah, that, I know exactly. That was the, the first person to put me on stage at my bringer, dude. Wait, the the dude with the muscles? Yeah, to, the little muscled gay guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He used to cook the stuff in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you know him. Of course, they know him. <laughs> so yeah, that. So I used to work in between those clubs. The thing about Al is like we're we're adding a third room to New York. I'm like, where? The closet. We just opened the closet. We got four seats. So you can do three sets at, at, at the. What are you fucking talking? Is that a room? Yeah. Ugh. And I my deal with him was I get as long as I was working there, I was also allowed to do all the shows. The fucking bathroom with the sliding door at New York. <laughs> the fuck was that? Like that the bathroom. new owner has killed it. It's great. Have oh, you yeah. been to the new one? The new it, the New York still there? Yeah. I'm like, what is it? Twenty second? Twenty third? Twenty third? No, twenty fourth between oh, yeah, 24th. Uh, second and third. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's good. He has two clubs now. He took over Eastville. This is this kid. Oh, Eastville's all right. But the, Emilio you know, both, Savone. But that back room and both that room in the back room, the big room at New York and Eastville, that got that bad sound, that bouncy bullshit sound <laughs> in there. I'm very sensitive to that shit. Like Eastville should have been great, but it was like working in a goddamn bathroom, like tile walls. Yeah, that tile floor. It's better. Okay. It's better. So you were an Al Martin guy. I was an Al Martin guy. He gave me work. He got me out of laying carpet, and he would just give me odd jobs to do around the club. I uh, I've done everything from waitering to bartending to uh, painting the ceiling of the goddamn place. And you could do what? How many spots a week? I mean, he had three showrooms at that time, so I was doing three shows a night oh, at least. Great. So that was and it. then I was very eager to get out. And uh, once again, I was lucky enough to be able to tell the difference between good comedy and yeah. bad comedy. So I'd watch Nick Griffin come in. I'd yeah. watch uh, Mike Vecchione, yeah. Greer Barnes, yeah. um, uh, like the guys that would go and do that club. It's so and, funny that like those are guys that most. people people if you're not new york would know they would yeah. know <laughs> do you know what i mean it's well, i mean vecchione is one of the best yeah unbelievable he i, I it's, it's unbelievable uh, yeah and greer's always kills he murders i know I, yeah. he's been around for as long as i have <laughs> he used to host a room up in uh up at uh, the west side uh, the upper west like up by columbia up near harlem he used to run a room up there when i was starting out dude 
I just can't imagine him running a room. Yeah. No, he That's used crazy. to be there the whole time. Uh, I, I can't remember. I don't think it was called West Side, but there was like, there were all these like rooms in New York that you just run and do. And he was definitely the regular guy at one of them, uptown. Maybe it was uptown. He was, uh, but these guys were always good to me. Even though I was like an annoying little kid, yeah. they would answer all my questions. They would not stop. They were always so well, good. To, the and I'm question? one of these people that am not afraid to ask questions. Sure. I, Aziz, at the beginning, like when he was human giant and yeah. all that stuff and uh funny people was happening like at the bottom of his website he had an email i just wrote him a full email he wrote me back but and i just didn't... kept in touch with him for oh, and, really? and now we're friends yeah but you didn't you weren't a ucb guy you weren't doing no fuck any that, that. <laughs> i know yeah. I, I i i those people left lone that wolf man no lone it's not wolf. even that it's just like where you come up from where i come up sure. like that and i'm like not like, oh, you, you, that you saw that as sort of uh... there's there's minimal brooklyn rooms that book ricky velez right right yeah. right so you got a chip on your shoulder about that. What? My parents didn't have money to send me to improv class? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something about that. Well, no, I mean, but I, I, I'm i different with it. I mean, I have the same chip, but it's not because of money. It's just because it's sort of, uh, there just seems to be, it's like uh, there's a warrior element to uh, <laughs> yeah. to doing stand-up. It's like, we're out there on our own, you know, cutting <laughs> cutting through the forest. No, you know? I, I, I just think the system stuff is weird. Like, you're supposed to do stuff a oh, certain the, way. Yeah, yeah you and, gotta yeah. go to different levels. I, I, that, that. That's where the chip on the shoulder comes, because there is no right way of doing this stuff, and these people act like there's... No, but, I, but yeah, but like, that's what I'm saying. You come from a traditional of, uh, a tradition of New York kind of a street smart edge where, you know, you've got to do the job. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to dance around with three other guys, you know, trying to find, uh, you know, the riff. You know what I mean? I, and I was never a good collaborator. I, I, me either. It's just sort of like, you know, I, I know what... It, I know it's stand-up. It's just me. I go do the thing. Mm -hmm. I know no one else is showing up. There's a mic there. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I always like that. I think it's a control thing again. Yeah. Right? Most likely. Anger and control. <laughs> you my dad, dude. <laughs> yeah. I've, we're all your dad, dude. <laughs> that's why you're here. That's, that's why you're a stand-up. We're all your dad. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's terrible. Imagine uh, he was a stand-up. Um, so you're there and you're learning from these guys. And then like, I was so eager to get out and like Vecchio turned to me and he was like, yo, so just stay here until you have a great act. Stay here and don't go out. And he was completely right. And then I got into the comic strip and Caroline's and all those clubs within three months after three years of just pounding. Yeah. 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 And then, so you were, you could go, you could on a weekend, you could make a few hundred bucks eh, in the city. I was hosting a lot. Uh huh. I was hosting a lot. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, the comic strip was hosting the hell out of me. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and I loved it. Well, that well that really gets you enables you to work out. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and also get off. Like, well, okay, that joke didn't quite land, but here's this guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> enjoy Sherrod Smalls, everybody. He'll pull it back around. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh, did that, loved it, um, and then from there, that's why I met Larry, and that's my where'd first. Where did he see you? Caroline's. Oh yeah, Were yeah. They, was it an audition? No, I actually wasn't even set up to be on the auditions of huh. the nightly show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he just saw you. He came in, uh, yeah, on his own uh, to, I think it was Comics to Watch right. I was on. And then I started featuring. And then oh, like once it. I started featuring, that was, yeah. And Where, then in New York first person I road? ever featured for was Michael Che. Oh, yeah. And it was his like first year at SNL and like his first like sold out. He take out you weekend. out on the road? Uh, not out on the road, no. Oh. 
Yeah. Like at Caroline's or something? Yeah, I featured for him at Caroline's, then ended up at The Cellar. And once I was at The Cellar, it was... it was Once I was on The Nightly Show and at The Cellar, I was just on fire. Right. So the, how many how many episodes, how many years did The Nightly Show last? I don't even know. Uh, like two? So you did a lot? Yeah. Yeah. And it, was it raising your profile? Did people know you from the show? Um, It had a very niche... Uh, uh right. market but yeah. like uh like san francisco right great for me uh denver great yeah. for me like there's just certain pockets and then denver's, other pockets denver's like great yeah denver's my favorite place to possibly do comedy outside of new york yeah, yeah it's like cheating yeah. the comedy works downtown <laughs> ah, that's my favorite place yeah. in the world yeah why not you, you of um, course it is you like leave like you know i'm a genius yeah <laughs> then, you, then you go to atlanta you're like how come that didn't joke that joke didn't work why as well? am i in a diner yeah <laughs> uh, yeah that room is like incredible um, but did you, were you, did somebody eventually take you out on the road with them? So you were doing Well, me and Pete room? Davidson are very close friends. So yeah, he, when did you get friendly with that guy? He was 16, I was 20. Where'd you meet him? Uh, doing prom shows for Al Martin. He was 16. Yeah. Oh, oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, you met him doing that. That's fucking, yeah. that's the worst. Like, all right, this show's going to be at three in the morning. You're going to get $20, uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, then just the limos show up drunk fucking high school kids getting out yeah and they're all sitting at the fucking worst so pete was like the first one touring like hard um off of like guy code and then snl uh-huh and that yeah, he took you out with him yeah we ran out together it was great well at that point weren't you like stronger than him as a stand-up um for a while it was just me and him going up to the poconos doing bob levy's rooms Oh, okay. So it yeah. wasn't like, you know, he wasn't doing theaters or anything. No, no, oh, no. That's oh, oh, oh. not until I'm on the nightly show and he's on the SNL. Right. And uh, he was a few years in and it was the end of the nightly show. We did like a bus tour. Oh, so you so you guys are basically doing the same time out there? Or no, he's, he, had he's headlining. Oh, yeah? Yeah. No. Okay. How was that? How was a young Pete Davidson as a headliner? Great. Yeah? Yeah. Did he just riff? No. No. His first special is strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Comedy Central one, yeah, it's yeah. strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we we just we were just good friends too, and he was another New York guy. He got it. Yeah, no, he I got know. it from you guys the beginning. Speak so. the same language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's a great guy. We had a very interesting uh, conversation. In the, your conversation, you ask him who his friends are, and he says Ricky Velez, and you go, I don't know him. Yeah, <laughs> and I was I like, all right, cool. <laughs> I got to get there one day. <laughs> That's been spinning in my head for five five years. <laughs> oh God, I'm glad you got closure on that. Well, I mean, I like I said at the beginning, it's like it's hard for me to know, but like when I watch you, I'm like, oh well, shit. You know, this guy's been out. I don't, I don't know why I don't know him, but now I know him. <laughs> and then I remember from the movie, I saw the movie. I can't remember if I saw King of Staten Island in an, like if Judd uh, made me watch a, a, a one. Before. A screener. We, a screener that wasn't quite done. So it was like nine oh, hours yeah, yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. I think I might've seen a nine hour long one. <laughs> Judd's the best person that no, he's has been guy. introduced into my life. He's a funny guy too. And, 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 and a decent man. Yes. And I always good family he, man too. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a great guy. And uh, I, I actually, when he started doing stand up again, it was, it was, uh, I was sort of one of the guys like, really? Is he really? He's going to come back and just start taking stage time? The, <laughs> the, the billionaire who hasn't done stand up in thirty years. But like, you know, he's such a great writer, and it was so like, and he just he did it like the real way. He didn't take any liberties. He just like got on the schedule, did his fucking work. <laughs> And uh, and he loves it. He's like a kid when he's doing it. Oh no! I'll forever, I'll forever uh, love him for that Bill Cosby joke. <laughs> Camille, do you like your life? 
That that was the that was the crown jewel. That was that, that's the one that got you yeah, over. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so you and Pete, you do the movie with Pete, and uh, how's Pete doing? He's good. Good. Yeah. Life's life's cool. Because I felt like you know after our conversation was heavy, he was dealing with the thing with the uh, 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 borderline stuff. Yeah. And then like there was a there was a little pushback. You know, it seemed like, you know, he was like, fuck it, yeah, you know, for a while. And then there was some concern and then he leveled off. He's just Yeah, a, he's cool, man. Yeah, good. He's uh he's 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 the man. He's just such a good friend. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's yeah. actually the godfather of my kid. Oh really? My kid was born on nine eleven. Really? Yeah. Huh. And my but uh we should jump naturally? back real quick. So yeah, yeah naturally. Uh-huh. Um he was due the thirteenth, he came out the eleventh. Pete called it the minute he found out the due date and uh, he was like, If that kid's nine eleven, he's my godson. I was like, Fine, you get that kid. Uh... <laughs> so um Yeah, when did you get married? I got married uh two, three years ago. Yeah, two, three. You might three, want to three, nail three, that three, three date years ago. In the future. We have a few dates. I keep marrying my wife. You keep marrying her. Yes. Well, you're not sure that it's happened? Do you have a No, I just, <laughs> it's so fun. We love each other and our friends love it too. You just get married every few yeah, years? Yeah, we're, actually, we're going to be together for 10 years this year. We're going out to Vegas and redoing it again. Oh, and okay. our friend that introduced us has married us every time. So when did she come into your life? At what point? 10 years ago, so I'm 23. No, you're, no oh, you're tw- tw- I'm um, 22. 22. 22, 22. So right yeah. at the beginning of everything. Yeah. How'd you meet her? Um, Through my buddy. Yeah? Yeah. Has she always been on board with the comedy? Yeah, but you know, at the same time, you have to like get somebody used to this schedule and life sure, and sure. disappointment and of the, not being able to do anything on a Friday, Saturday. The or, insecurity yeah. and the self abuse and the uh, the uh, doubt yeah. and the anger. Yeah, all that. The long showers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How long you shower? Yeah. <laughs> it depends what I'm doing in there. <laughs> but. Uh, Depends if I wanted to cry that morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I oh, you do that, huh? Ah, uh, yeah. Hmm. I'm, it's just rough. Yeah, I don't. I I I actually don't battle with that too much. I'm more of a like, do I jerk off in the shower or do I not? Not cry. Oh no, yeah, that's yeah. not it at all. No, for you, it's uh, yeah, uh, it's I, like a lot of thinking. Oh no, no. Yeah. Wow. So you're a real spinner, man. Yeah. So did you not figure out that you had this uh, horrendous? depressive anxiety it, had, it all it all piled on after mom died after in 2016 died. yeah and she it's, died on valentine's day yeah all my dates are really crazy yeah huh so what uh what did you do about it when you realized like you know that you... well I, I i went really dark right after that i went really dark i was i was walking around with a bag of xanax that i was getting from a guy like i was i was in, from a doctor or from a guy <laughs> from a guy oh yeah yeah and just and, eating the uh, xanax I was, uh, me and Pete, when we did that bus tour, that was probably the worst I ever was. And I'm like very grateful to be here today. Really? Yeah. Based on my behavior and what I was taking and the rest of that. Did you end up in the hospital? No, but But I could have. Yeah. And what was Pete doing? Was he concerned? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was concerned. I mean, even my wife had even like turned to my agents at that time and was like, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we letting him do this? Yeah. I was back on TV within two weeks of my mom dying out of nowhere. So do you feel like you processed a grief though? Uh, now I have. Now I have, but it took years. It took years. It took, I, yeah, it took years. Did it take help? Yes. Huh. So what did you have to do to, to, to sort of get straight with all that shit? Um, did you go to, like after you, like after the bus tour, did you like get off the pills and 
figure out I got to go, you know, I, uh, see a doc or what? I was going to like the nightly show had just ended all this stuff. So like money had stopped. So like my idea was like, I was going to go rehab and then I was just like, Oh, well I don't like have yeah, income. Yeah, yeah. So why I don't I have income? So I 60,000. Yeah. When I can spend it on pills. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just, uh, and then, um, me and my wife's living situation was really tough at that time because we were, we were subletting in a co-op and like they where, kept, uh, 28th and park. Yeah. And they kept, uh, fining me for what? Smoky weed. And uh, the fines were incredibly it's insane. The fucking worst to yeah. be in a, in a building. Like, I remember being down on 16th and 3rd, and just my neighbor, you know, like, would come knock on the door. It's like, could you, I, we can smell it, and <laughs> I have children. I'm like, yeah, it's going to creep under the door and then kill get your the fuck kid. out of here. Oh, they were lunatics. Yeah. So we just, uh, it, you know, my wife basically was like, this is either, not, she was not my wife at this point. Yeah. So she was like, what are, you need to figure something out. And I weaned myself off the pills. Yeah. Which was now in retrospect, very dangerous. And I shouldn't have done the that. The Xanax? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I uh, I just went to smoking weed. And, yeah. And then I went dry for a while. And yeah. And then I, I just went back to weed and I've always been there and I kept it from shrooms and weed my whole into, uh, for now on. So you never really got diagnosed or treated for anxiety or depression? Now I have. Oh, you have? Now I have, yes. Yeah. And it, is it better? Um. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good knowing that I'm not just like believing it and it's like it, having a doctor say it actually loosens the anxiety. Well, did you uh, did you track it? I mean, like, do you feel like you know some of it's biological, but some of it's just from the chaos of unpredictable parenting and all that shit? Yeah, they tried to tell me I have complex PTSD. Yeah, right. Yeah, you don't like that one. That one feels a lot to me because a lot of my friends like went to Iraq. Right. Oh, I get you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a broad spectrum PTSD thing, uh, but I, I think you know, oddly. Yeah, I wonder. It's a good question because it, I'm starting to think that most problems are are trauma related with with people. You, you know, and I think that because I had this realization not long ago, and I talked about it on the show that like if you're uncomfortable and you're a kid, almost all your memories are shitty. Like you, you're never going to look back and go like that was a great time because you never feel good. You never yeah. feel correct. So. Even playing sports, I remember, like, my older brother, as good as he was about it, like, it's still not a good memory because a lot of it was just being, like, yelled at. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. A bruise will go away and error won't. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. So, like, I mean, I get the <laughs> Iraq thing, but the, the truth is when you're a kid and shit is going down like that, it's got to fuck your brain up pretty good. I mean, yeah. you're not an adult and, you know, watching people get blown up, you know, sure. But, I mean, there is, I think, a spectrum to, to PTSD. Yeah, I think it's what made me aggressive. Like, my father's aggressiveness definitely came into me. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wanting to have some sort of control. And, over right, and also, like, no one will ever disrespect me. Oh, like, you, like you I, used, I used to have that really, really bad. Now really? I, like, laugh shit off. But, like, oh, yeah. Good. I, I yeah. used to love to, uh, I'd I not love to scrap, but I'd be ready for it. Really? Yeah. Did you think you, de you deserved respect? Yeah, absolutely. You don't speak to me like you. <laughs> don't, now you're scaring me. No, I'm not. <laughs> but that's like, that's, that's, that's how I grow, grew yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like, yeah. You, no that's one... like, but that's sort of like macho shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it was. My dad rode Harleys. My dad, tough oh, yeah. guy, hung out at CBGB's, used oh, to yeah. kick it with the Ramones. Like oh, my yeah. Dad, yeah. Yeah. Tough guy. He was that guy. He was the Queens guy. Dude, tough guy. Yeah, the weird, the, the Puerto Rican dude with the Harley. The Puerto Rican hanging out with- The punk rock guys. Yeah, yeah. and that, yeah. 
Well, that's cool on mm-hmm. some level. <laughs> yeah. It so, is, I guess. So when, uh, but now, like with a diagnosis like that, you know, what do you do about it? Do you, are you just, do you still have the anxiety? Do you still, you know, you know, get uh, fucking emotional in the shower? Do you, I'm an like, emotional person and I'm okay with that now. Okay, so it's self-acceptance that's kind of helping yeah, you out. Yeah, has be- very much helped me out. I'm yeah. very emotional and I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, but that took a while. Yeah, for a long time I just thought I was a giant pussy. Right, yeah. Yeah. So you're beating the shit out of yourself. Mm-hmm. So the, the little father inside. I think having a kid has really helped m- m- all of this. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. But isn't that weird how we, like, even though you don't have your fa- a relationship with your father and you have the feelings you do that, you, you internalize them. They're in you. Mm-hmm. And they're always speaking to you. And say, you know, that's the one, that's, you like, you get rid of them, you say, fuck you. But then he's in there going like, you suck, you pussy. Yeah. Right? And then you gotta shut- Fucking loser dude in a vaccine. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You gotta fucking, gotta shut that guy up. Yeah. The dad inside, gotta kick his ass. Yeah. So, the kid changed everything. Yeah. You wanted the kid. Everything, That was a decided kid. Me and my wife weren't even married yet. Yeah. And we wanted that kid. Yeah. We knew that that's what it is and what he is is everything. Like yeah. It's, it's where my pride and joy is now. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I carry nothing more than like watching my kid do dope shit that yeah. I was never able to do. It's like- Right. Yeah. He has a stock portfolio, man. Like Come that's, on. That's the coolest yeah. shit in the world, yeah. isn't it? Does like, he know? He's three, man. He can't even say portfolio. Yeah. Like, it's well, awesome. Don't try to teach him that word yet. <laughs> Start with, you know, duck, dog, but, you uh, know, <laughs> bike. No, he's talking plenty. Yeah. He is. and uh, But he's like, today he went swimming in New York City. Like, it, it's crazy to me. Like, that's awesome. And well, you talk about your wife. I mean, what, you know, it, it sounds like you married some sort of, uh, you know, royalty. She's the best. Yeah. But She's like, yeah, but different economic status. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What is, uh, what's, uh, like, what's her family do? Uh, her dad was a CFO of a company that he made public. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now he's retired and he's the man. He's so cool and they're so good to me and they're so. What's that ethnic background? Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So. The Jewish, Puerto Rican, Irish kid. <laughs> New York, baby. That's kid, New York. The kid is—he's great. He's so cool, man. My kid is so ill. Like, yeah. it's yeah, it's awesome. And you get along with the in-laws? Love them. We That's lived great. with them during pandemic for a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. We get along great. Look at that. You landed on your feet. You got some money. You're I got. Yeah. Be all right. I met Judd. <laughs> the Jews are taking care of you. Yeah. I think I have to convert sooner or later. That's how you get in, right? Uh, you're in. I'm in. Yeah. You got a kid with one. <laughs> you're you're in, but it's tentative. Don't get too cocky. He gets to go to birthright with yeah. the last name Velez. How yeah. sick is that? Nice. Yeah. Well, wait. Was it was converting ever a thing that you guys discussed? No. <laughs> I was a I was a, I was a Catholic school. Uh, I was a Sunday school teacher. Yeah. Yeah. My mom ran uh, helped run the program over at Our Lady of Lords. But are you an active Jesus guy? No. Yeah. But I do believe in stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But at the sure. same time, like yeah. I I don't Vague get stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like God forbid. Yeah. 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 So. So the kid comes out on 9-11. Kid comes out on 9-11. It was, it was nuts. Is, it, is that good or bad? It was, it was incredible. It's going to be, it's, it's, there's always going to be something bigger than his birthday. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, it's also like, you know, like Pete's mom, Amy, I yeah. love her so much. And yeah. she's like very much in our lives. And like when she says things like making this a happy day and, like, yeah. and just oh, stuff yeah. like that, yeah, it just brings, yeah, yeah. and my kid has brought nothing but good things into our lives. Yeah, so it's great. Yeah. And uh, and what are you, are you working on something now? 
Uh, Has Judd uh, put together an entire show for you to we, do? We are working on something. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, uh, Is it based in New York? Uh, no. No. No, it's not. Um, but it's but, like, a, uh, like a show. Uh, we're we're moving towards a, show. a feature. Oh, an, oh a, a movie. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we just stay writing. And, you know, I took the whole pandemic to really work that muscle that I've never used before. And I was How do you do it? With, how do you learn how to do it with the dyslexia? Well, I mean, I definitely learned it on set when he called me and he was like, hey, you want to punch up this? And then he made me a co-producer on King of Staten Island. I yeah. sat next to him daily just writing jokes, putting them on his chair, writing jokes, putting them on his chair. Then also going through the script, learning about like, and then like, I did all that, which I think a lot of comics can do. Yeah. But then during pandemic, like me, Judah Miller and Judd wrote together and I really learned how to write a story. Oh yeah? Yeah. From him. From them, yeah. Did you were you part of that pandemic movie he made? I got the punch up, yeah. Oh, oh, but you're yeah, not in. I didn't go to London. No, 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 no. So he's been kinda leaning on you to to go over scripts yeah. and make it funnier. Yeah. I don't know, leaning on me. He's funnier than I am. No, I'm not leaning on you, but like you're you're a guy he's gonna run things by. Yeah, we like to talk a lot about yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So what do you think get what do you think there obviously your sensibility is different than his. So what is it that he you're giving him that he doesn't, you know, come up with? What what's the angle? What's he looking to you for? I think I write darker. Oh yeah. Yeah. I go yeah, dark yeah, fast. Yeah, it's yeah. fun to go there first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um I just think that I think Judd understands that I'm willing to do the work. Yeah, well, that's important. And um, yeah, and I the, like working. Yeah, and the movie is for you. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. And you, you, you've, you've hashed, you've already uh, uh, whiteboarded it, and we just, it. we just write so much that like it will fall together. So you've, but you got the whole story. Yes. And you can't talk about it yet. Okay, come on, you know Judd. <laughs> You said he's a good friend. He's probably mad at this point. Of it. <laughs> he's not mad. No, he, he does listen to the show. He does. <laughs> he listen will to listen this to this show. one. I promise yeah, you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, certainly, you know, that guy, you know, uh, unlike many guys, is, you know, a very giving dude. And if you're one of the chosen who he sees something in and decides to carry along for the ride, uh, you know, he's he's made a lot of big stars out of people in, in both, you know, behind the camera and in front of the camera. So there's definitely, you know, wisdom there and something to be learned. And it's a real gift that he's uh, giving you. So that's great. Yeah. And uh, just like as a man and how he treats his family and the rest of that is just like how I want to be with my kid. Great. Yeah. And uh, so this award goes to Judd Apatow for <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> It's good talking to you, man. I'm uh, uh, very thankful to be here. Thank you. Okay, that was me and Ricky. New York, baby. The new special, Here's Everything, is now streaming on HBO Max. Now play some dirty guitar. Uh, not through my Fender Champ, which seems to have fried itself. Okay. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. I'll fix it.
never lives. Monkey. Lafonda. Fucking cat angels everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>